It's amazing. So how did it? How was that? Um, actually getting that gig. Like, was it a hard process, or it was just like you go in, you film, and then they decide whether they like you or not? <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. It was like it was no different than the processes, the other processes I've been on. It was um, I I submitted it. I auditioned on video from mm -hmm. here, submitted it through through my agent, and uh, and then went up for the callback. Did a callback live, and then like I think a week or two later, got the got the call that booked the role, and was like, all right, let's go. And uh, I know and that's cool. right. Yeah. What what I do love about your character, it's like I mean because I know you personally, it's not far from like not necessarily it's not you, but mm -hmm. I can see elements of you why why you work so well with that character. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. So <laughs> like yeah. you're not a preacher, but at the same right. time you do have elements that make that fit perfectly for you. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. easy to connect in that way. And I guess and and to to answer the last question, yeah, it was when I. When I first got in, those first two two years of getting into acting, I was it was everything was on my own. I I would watch like DVD or director commentary on DVDs and movies to get understanding and insights. I would, um, you know, watch Inside the Actor Studio, different interviews with actors about role stuff. I would um, look and research how to get on mailing lists to get information about like script writing and acting. And so I just did all of that. And then after like I think the third independent film I was on, the people that were on there were telling me about different agents in South Florida because it did even. And when I started, it didn't even occur to me about like getting an agent. And so they, they brought that to my awareness. So then through another friend that got with some new agencies out here, I just locked in with them and then started booking more stuff and, mm -hmm. but still kept getting work on my own too. So I would have the agent where you get some work and then I would still keep doing stuff that I wanted to do. And, and that was pretty much the whole MO for my journey was been like things I get on my own and then stuff with the agent. But it was initial groundwork of tapping in and researching where to go to get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the, the hardest thing for me, like I said, is trying to get the, you know, nowhere to go. But I mean, I've yeah. been behind the scenes for so long, I kind of know how to finesse and get where I need to go. Sure. But at the same time, it's like um, the real, like you can't submit without a real. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're yeah. a person. But if we can't know if you can act, what difference does it make? Exactly. And now people like, feel like you can get a cheat code. So like, I don't have a problem doing independent films and stuff like that. But right. I'm like, I'm not, I can't see doing an independent film for a meal and a coat like I still have bills to pay exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying 100%. so it's like it has to make all the way sense for me to say oh yeah I got time to do that you know what I'm saying sure. so I'm like my if I was going to say I'm going to do a cheat code because I've been in marketing with my own business for so long I'm like you know what why don't I just grab one of my videographer friends and just create my own reel 100 percent yo <laughs> yo it's exactly like now we have especially the way we have technology it's so easy to do that stuff like look i even got my you, own camera now i almost right? want to do it myself <laughs> you know you and you can like you know we what what i did with some of my friends too early on and this is even before you know social like uh, the surge of social media mm -hmm. we would have we would literally just write a quick scene and act the scene and then yeah, and then we just right. have it you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then and then i would do monologues and just perform monologues and hit different points of emotion and just offer that and as, mm -hmm. as I was building up the reels. So yeah, there's, it's like, as long as you're, if you're creative enough, you're going to find a way. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and that's you, really you know what I do. So I'm like, yeah. oh, if I can't so find it, if know. I can't go to the front, I'm going to the back. Let's go. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Now I have questions that I normally ask now. These are called my DAQs. And I know okay. you're like, what the hell is DAQ? Dumbass questions. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. I honor that. My next question is, what is the most useless talent that you have? The most useless talent? That's amazing. I've never been asked that question. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. The most useless talent I have. Um, 
I can, you know what, have you ever done the thing? Well, I guess I say I, I can do the thing where I make my tongue look like a flower, like that. I can do that. <laughs> That's a useless okay. talent. This yeah, is true. That works. Useless. Work. That's a talent. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What is the dumbest way you've been injured? Dumbest way I've been injured. Uh, what silly, stupid things have I done where I hurt myself doing it? You know what? One time I was taking a power nap. And I in the now, now I won't go into the extra of this, but just I was I was sleeping, and in the power nap I saw myself wake up and like stand up and roll my ankle and fall, and then I woke up and my leg was numb like it was asleep, so it wasn't functioning probably. And I stood up and rolled my ankle, it and it like did. swelled up. Actually, it actually happened, and that probably was like the silliest. That was your premonition to experience. say wake up. Yeah, it was like <laughs> wake all the way up, but don't move yet. Just wake up. But I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna. And I literally did what I saw. And it was like so silly to me, especially being an athlete and doing like some and being a, a stunt dude too. And the things I do in my life, they're just crazy. But I rolled my ankle waking up from power nap one time. Now you said stunt dude, so you do stunts too? Yeah, I mean, not as much as I used to, but when I first started, I was mm -hmm. doing diving into both, doing doing like stunt work. And I've done stunts and, and acting on Burn Notice and on other shows okay. and, and uh, even stunts and commercials. And that, that was something I do. Because that's like, you know, I love mixing it up and being active. So now, I mean, that was I know really stunt work is hard though. Isn't that like difficult? Like you got to know how to fall and make sure you don't break yeah. anything. And 100%. And I mean, even I didn't take it to the, because I still act and that was the priority. There's still mm -hmm. things I wouldn't do to the degree of like some of them, I have a lot of friends who are stunt, stunt, uh, uh, stuntmen and stuntwomen. Okay. And so they'll do like, you know, the car crashes and rolls and, and crashing in boats and all this stuff. And they've broken right. all kinds of bones and limbs. And for me, I do, mm -hmm. I've done fights. I've done like, you know, explosions, falls and, uh, and being shot and squibs and all that stuff. But, um, but it's really fun. And it, and it, but it's important to understand the dynamics of physics and yeah. the human body. And so right. that you know how to fall without hurting yourself. You know how to do wire. Like, so if I'm doing wire work, which I've done too, um, like getting hit and, with wires being flipped and knowing how to fall in a way that still looks dramatic, but you don't injure yourself and, you know, yeah. being prepped. So there's all of that stuff. And it's, it, um, you have to be willing to mix it up and be bruised. And, and everyone that's some dudes out there like that, they love the adrenaline and of that, that aspect. And, um, and so I just like mixing it up and things. And, and when you're acting, there's certain scenes that are, that can be highly volatile that that's why you would have some people, but I, even those, if, if there's a way for me to do it myself, I'll still be like, I can do it. I can do it. Cause I like that. I want to feel that tactileness, but it can be intense. You better than me. I'm not. Mm, listen, I'm, I'm getting up in age. I ain't gonna do all that. <laughs> I had a homegirl say, "I'm going to." Uh, she she was having a um, roller skating party, and I was like, "Oh man, I ain't been roller skating a long time." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go." And I was like, "Wait a minute. If I fall, break my ankle, or hurt my wrist, I ain't gonna be able to do makeup no more. You know what? I can't go." <laughs> <laughs> I got bills to pay. I, I ain't got time to play with. I, I'll give her a birthday card and go about my business. Cause I, mm -mm, I ain't time to fall. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my oh, last man. dumbass question: Would you legally change your name to Stinking Ass for two million dollars? Would I legally change my <laughs> my name to Stinking Ass for two mil? Nah, <laughs> that's a that's a two hard mil? no for me. Even for two, because I'm gonna make two mil. Like I'll get there. Right. I'm not even worried about making two mil. And my life. I isn't... mean, they can just call you Effie. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, right? 
when I think about like my a reference point for my brand, something uh -huh. about stinking ass doesn't quite live in the integrity of my brand. So I'm gonna have to say a hard but no. See, they didn't say you could abbreviate it. Thank you. Know <laughs> what I'm you could have been like, hey y'all, give me that two mil. I'm just like, just call me essay. You ain't got to know what it stands for. I like nah. I, I uh. So they abbreviate like two, everything. Two w a t. Be, I mean, come on. <laughs> I have to create like an abbreviation with it, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's I would just tell though. him my name is Essay. I'm like, what does it stand for? Don't even worry about that. Don't worry about that. You ask too much question. You ask too many questions. Yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> you ask too many questions. Because <laughs> I'm tell you, look, that that song hit WAP, and my mom was like, "What does that stand for?" I said, "Oh, mama, that stand for we are praying." Come on now. Because <laughs> <We laughs> I'm not trying to explain that to you and why why it is what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So True. the last little portion of my segment is called Kiss or Diss. And okay. what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw out some celebrity crushes, and you're going to decide whether you're going to kiss or diss. Interesting. Okay. All right. Kelly Rowland or Lala Anthony? Who you kissing and who you dissing? Oh, man. I mean, I, I would say off top, because I, I mean, I've never met Lala in person. Um, mm -hmm. I met Kelly Rowland in person and saw her um, actually for the first time in person in, at Tyler Perry's grand opening. Okay. Um, she's gorgeous in person. Yeah, I would, I would kiss her, but I wouldn't automatically, but I'll go to the game. I would automatically diss Lala, but I would right. definitely kiss Kelly Rowland for sure. Okay. Next yeah. one. Jill Scott or Jasmine Sullivan? Who you kissing, who you dissing? I love Jill Scott. Jill Scott. I love her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Angelie jo I'm sorry, Angelina Jolie or J-Lo? Um, who you kissing, who you dissing? There probably was a time I would have said Angelina Jolie. For a kiss, but I'm J Lo, J Lo. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I mean they both look nice, but J Lo is aging like fine wine. She like legit. Look, I'm still twenty. <laughs> <laughs> for real, legit. All right, and last but not least, Tracy Chapman or Whoopi Goldberg? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? <laughs> Tracy Chapman or Whoopi Goldberg? You know what? For the mm -hmm. sake of of new experience and, and different because I also appreciate her. I'm gonna I'm gonna say kiss Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Yeah. Just because yeah, <laughs> the natural inclination would be like I would I would think like Tracy Chapman because she's you know she's attractive too and and Whoopi's like I don't know she's Whoopi she has she's her own beingness and I and I'd be down to kiss Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. That was a first for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone else is gonna no, I was like you know what no no. I'm following my heart on this one. Whoopi. Well, no, Whoopi, you have your own preference. I'm saying I've asked that question before, and some of the answers have have been very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, legit. Okay, so I have two more questions, and we out this thing. What was some advice that someone gave to you that you soon learned was dumb advice? What did advice someone give me that I thought was wise that? then I realized was stupid. Yeah. Um, you know what? Without, without question, and I would, I would sing this at the top of a mountain for everyone to understand this, um, thinking that it, that it wasn't okay or may, makes me less of a man to be vulnerable around a woman. Hmm. Okay. Receiving that, the idea that you got to keep your guard up and be um, and be tough. When I think about the way that I've, evolve past that and the experience I've had with women being able to open my heart and connect in ways that I kept my guard up because I was afraid to be vulnerable to connect. It's, it's night and day. It's not even close. And that advice of thinking 
that in order for me to be some kind of whatever I thought being a man was, was like, nah, don't be, don't be all soft to getting this around, you know, around girls like that advice. Sounded cool at the time. Important human connection really is. That's just really dumb. Okay, for some reason you froze up at that part. So <laughs> like I heard you say it sounded good at the time, and then after that, it just kind of it was up. it was super silly. It was like where it sounded dope at the time because of the idea of what I thought it meant to be a man at the time, and mm. then when I think about the drama, conflict, and ways that I wanted to be able to connect with women, but instead of not of not knowing how to express myself that way, mm-hmm. it it be like missing the mark. Right. It was like there was really dope relationships that I would have would have loved to have fostered better had I had the insight that it was way more worth it to open your heart and be vulnerable than it is to act hard. Now, aren't you glad you learned that? And, you know, and now that you have a child, so now you can tell no, him the right yes, way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? And in the community, like, and with what I teach in my practice, like I, I talk mm-hmm. about how vulnerability is such a source of our strength if we understand what it really is. So that piece of wisdom is. Now, you know, it's funny that you say that because a lot of um, men are taught that, but Mm -hmm. with this new day and age, women are kind of taught like that as well. Because I'm saying, like, um, for example, I I always tell people, if you have a single mother household, not all cases, but in most cases, the mother raises the child to be independent, don't depend on no man or whatever, because that's what she went Mm -hmm. through. But then she raises the son to be a mama's boy. So now we have a problem. (laughs) <laughs> you know now you got yeah. a man that ain't gonna step up to the plate and do what he's supposed to do because he's raised to be a mama's boy but then when it comes to the woman now we're like oh we don't need no man right <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. yeah yeah and i guess in, in, when in, hearing you say that the idea of understanding the healthy dynamic of knowing how to tell everyone know how to be know how to know who you are as a person in your own Absolutely. sovereignty and in your independence and be willing to open your heart to others to create uh, stronger connections, even if you experience hurt in the process. Like, don't let that fade you. Just be clear on who you are so you know how to be resilient enough to pick yourself up from there and not, like, think that I don't ever want to do that again because you don't know how to process your emotions. So, yeah, I feel you on that because it is. And, you know, part of that, too, like, because because women naturally, that especially if they're feminine-led, whenever you have, when feminine essence is what kind of guides you initially, even though everyone has both masculine and feminine, you're naturally attuned to feel your emotions, but if no one's ever guided mm-hmm. you and taught you how to actually like process them and harness them right. and you would have know, then that narrative comes like, don't be given into your emotions. You better suppress that shit and just maintain to go forward where it's like, mm-hmm. actually feel them. Just don't lose, like, don't go crazy on them. Just process it and then take more command. Like, you know, it's like that, that kind of thing. So I feel you that that message to women too can be misleading and it, and it disrupts relationship dynamics across the board because even men knowing that you can still be a man and feel just you don't have to dwell on that side and not own up to your own like you know warriorness and well in in both respects for men and women in that regard so yeah I feel you definitely yeah I always um it was a a phrase that I think was Jamie Foxx I I don't know if it was his quote but I remember him saying and it made so much sense when it comes to the male and female dynamic he said Mm -hmm. women don't um they don't break they bend and then when the man gets hurt, they break. So it's mm-hmm. like, it takes him, like, for example, if you're in a, he's in a relationship and the girl cheated, it, it really breaks them down to the point where it's like, it's going to be a minute before he's ready to even open up again. A woman, mm-hmm. you know, we get hurt and we're like, dang, you know, we're upset about it. And then we go through our emotions because we, we deal with our emotions immediately. And then, yeah, just, exactly. then it's like, okay, now I'm done. Like, like I, you know, you don't want to say compartmentalize, but it's like, 
if we deal with it now and get it out, then it's kind of like now when we move forward, we're not even thinking about it anymore because we've got it all out. But men yeah. will sit there and just keep on just hurting and hurting and hurting. And then they'll finally say, okay, I guess she's okay. Let me try it. Yeah, yo, for real, because it's interesting when you think about the that dynamic that being being taught that emotions are weakness would mean we would naturally want to suppress them. So then if we do mm -hmm. feel hurt and we don't go, let me acknowledge I feel hurt, we just walk with that shit and it just eats at us. And that's why, yes, I 100%. And it feels that way. Yep. Yeah, it, it's really, yeah, but all the other uh, quote I heard, it was one of my little stupid friends and it was so funny. But it, I said, it's so funny. I almost want to put it on a, on a shirt, but I don't know how well that would be received. And he, <laughs> he said, um, men don't heal, they hoe. I was like, <laughs> you know what? That is so freaking true. And I want to put it on a shirt so bad, but I don't know how. That's funny. <laughs> That's but funny see, but I'm like, if that is not the most factual thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. All right. So we, always, <laughs> we always leave with a good little uh, motivation. So what would be some words of wisdom that you would give anybody that's trying to come up in the industry, whether it be acting, you know, stuntman, author, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, make knowing who you are a priority. Because if you, if you step into this type of industry where it doesn't have a very solid reference point of like well-being, Right. You have to be able to establish, establish that for yourself so that when you deal with adversity in this industry, when you deal with certain conflicts in this industry, when you deal with certain dynamics that will demand you be resilient, you don't lose a sense of who you are beyond it. If you, if you can understand your value, regardless of anything outside of you, you will be in a far greater position of winning and like succeeding exponentially without being like consumed in the industry and and that also keeps you stronger and disciplined to see things through when when the going gets a little bit more intense along the way so i would say take time to be as and it's an ongoing thing obviously there's always more to discover about ourselves but keep wanting to know more about what it means to be you and having a clear sense of self a priority every day of your life all the way through Sounds good to me. Now make sure you tell them how they can find you on social media, how they can find your upcoming book and all hey. that good stuff. Legit. So you can find me on social media. Uh, I go by Source Radiance. Source Radiance. Uh, and that's me at, on Instagram, at Source Radiance. Twitter, at Source Radiance. My YouTube, Source Radiance. And, uh, and you can sign up for my mailing list uh, through my website. That uh, You can go to SourceRadiance.com and it'll take you to Unlimited Creative Potential and uh, sign up on my mailing list so that you can get the newsletters and stay updated when the book drops, when other things I'm involved in are going on or when I'm launching my next like courses and classes. You can rock with me on all of that. Uh, also on Facebook, Source Radiance. And I don't use Facebook as much as, as I used to anymore. And I would like to probably improve that because I've been getting behind on everything in Facebook that I can take advantage yes, of. Yes, you so, do. You yeah, do. right? Legit. I'm a witness. So yeah, <laughs> for real. So uh, I'll get on that. And, uh, but yeah, those are ways you guys can rock with me and, and would love to connect. So I appreciate the love. Appreciate you having me on. Not a problem. Legit. All right. So that has been another episode of Motivation Monday. Hey. Candy Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo, a family-friendly game that all can enjoy for the music lover and you. Get your copy today at singadoo.com. Do it now. Oh,
DLC, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV, everywhere you need to be. <laughs> and if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the food on that bitch. That be sound like Teddy Payne. Hi there, this is Kim Cole. And you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talon, baby. We're chilling. Candy Kisses TV. Or a girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Bruh man from the fifth floor in the ATL chitty with Candy Kisses TV. What's up y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV with my whole girl Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you miss me? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> Alright, it is another episode of Candy Kisses TV. I'm here on a motivation Monday and I am here with the one and only, one of my good friends, homie since 1962, Legit. with A. Walton. <laughs> what right. up? So we're going to get started. My first question for you is, what started your passion for acting? Uh, I, I feel like the just the f- creative freedom. You know, like I love... I love always always loved exploring just the nature of why people do what they do. And even as a kid, I was just kind of into that. And when I was younger, I I did a couple of plays and I was involved in some creative art things that was at, at the school I was in, the middle school I was in. And uh it kind of came back around because when I when I left college after I, you know, I'd been playing football and been an athlete and I still kept writing poetry. So I do some spoken word and and I kind of went into the music route and I started writing songs and then rapping and doing my things. K-Dub, the truth, you know, that whole, you remember that era? So, <laughs> uh, and so I still live me, still live me. And, uh, and now, now I'm flowing to source radius. But when I, I did a performance at this e- entertainment event and when I got off stage, the, a couple of these people asked me if I had ever thought about acting and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to act. I love, you know, films, movies and plays and stuff. So I went and auditioned. And uh, I booked a lead for this independent film and it was their first independent film project and then my first acting gig. And we end up being, now we're awesome friends and starting a production company together. Um, however, the, the <laughs> I got you, don't worry. We'll be, we're gonna bring it all in. We building the pieces up so we can get the whole squad in. Uh, and, and it was cool. Like after the second day of filming, I was like this, I'm doing this. Like I wanna do this. And I just started diving head first into it and, uh, and really kind of, developing the, the craft and the and the skill set of it and that's kind of and i think it is that desire of exploring emotional capacity the patterns of human behavior storytelling i love all of that every dynamic involved in it is uh is something near and dear to my heart oh yeah you've always been like a real deep thinker as long as i remember yeah. so 100 percent, 100 percent. okay so you tell me how you got your um start so, and that was where I was going to lead to. You just, just took on my thunder because I was going to ask you, were you still writing for your music? Because I know you was doing your, you know, your Tupac. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? You just took Legit. my little thunder. So, you, so you are still writing. Uh, still, I, I haven't put out a project in a few years. I think the last one I put out was under kind of the, the name I go on on my Instagram now, Source Radiance. And that was okay. a collaboration project with a buddy of mine who goes by DJ Momentology. He's a really dope producer and, and, uh, and DJ. And he, um, we did a collaborative album that was something that was more of this space I've been in with this kind of spiritual growth and practice and bringing more of that interdimensional, um, you know, greater consciousness 
vibe to it, even though my music's always been conscious and, you know, more of that like revolutionary spirit and speaking to something greater, I wanted to bring more of this spiritual flavor to it. And so I put that project out in 2018, like January of 2018. And that's the last thing I've released. And mm-hmm. then I, I was working on putting together like a meditation album so I can offer some of that, like, you know, support to, to everybody and kind of tapping in. And I still feel that calling because it's in me. I still freestyle a lot. And so I started kind of just, I still jot down some verses and still been on my phone doing that. And I feel yeah. like after I get a couple of other things finished with the book I'm writing and a couple of things I want to get the, yeah, you know, it's time to get this practice out. Creative, you know, I'm telling you, the practice has grown crazy. So uh, I'm now, and it's been in demand and requested for a long time, for years. And I still hadn't like dedicated time to it. And now it's like, okay, actually get all this insight and practice and you know deep thought-provoking uh, wisdom into something that can live beyond you and, and really put it out there so i've been now kind of in the mode of that so once i get the first i'm writing the first of what's going to be a three book series plus i have the actual entirety of my practice that i've written up mm-hmm. um so when i finish that first one then i'm gonna take some time to get the music flow going again i'll see what i'll play with in that so it's still in me i'm still keeping it there you know when it's no, in this, it doesn't go you, away do so you, um are you expanding it more to like doing scripts and, um, you know, movie yeah. writing for movies now? Yeah, actually, you know, I did a years ago, probably like five years ago at this point, I, uh, I wrote, I was writing scripts a lot more and I had actually directed a pilot um, mm. that we had a couple of issues business wise. So things kind of fell apart, but I, I wrote and it was um, the first project I had, I had directed and I've written a couple of other scripts before, and now I kind of feel that surge going back. So I've been exploring new ideas of things to build up with. And that's something I want to keep endeavoring because I love that too, the ability to, I love writing in general. So right. whether it's poetry, insights, storytelling, or scripts. So I, want, I definitely want to bring that back in and I can mm-hmm. feel that call to do it too because I have all kinds of crazy dope ideas for movies and stories and stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I'm getting back on my writing thing because, you know, quarantine. You yeah, you. yeah. You got Listen. that skill set too. You better get on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, let me tell you what, what I got on during yeah. the quarantine. During the quarantine, I came up, me and a good friend of mine, because, you know, I'm a DJ now. I'm sure you didn't know that. Legit. But okay. Um, okay. we created a game called Singadu. So that like during the quarantine, we created that game. We had it like on hold for about a year because we've been working on it. But, you know, we'll, busy life people working and didn't have sure. time to actually put it into fruition and then when quarantine came it was like now the time to drop it and literally yeah. every time i get the game in we sell out we're sold out right now waiting for the new nice. thing and we got pre-orders so i'm gonna give you some more information about that later but yeah that's sure. what i did Congrats on that. that's <laughs> dope that's dope though i love it so, i mean that look you need to get you one i'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is because because okay. yeah you, you'll love it i'm promising you Matter of okay. fact, we need to play. We might need to play a little round, and then you'll kind of see what it is, and then we'll go from there. Nice. All right, let me know. All right. So <laughs> my next question is: Now I know you've been in shape since forever. So I'm gonna ask you: What is your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't even consider them cheat meals because I just love it. But uh, okay. it's probably still pizza. Like I love pizza. I'm gonna eat pizza forever. It's oh, it's yeah. the greatest thing on earth to me, and I. I'm pretty steady with what I eat, but I'm also open to a lot of different things. And I, I still keep that fitness mentality and, and you know, at the forefront. So are you working like with the quarantine? Were you able to work out every day or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I stopped working out at gyms a long time ago. Like I, okay. I, um, so I use a lot of, um, like body weight work, calisthenics, suspension training and rings. And so a lot of stuff I can do at my, at my house mm-hmm. and also just kind of out at parks and things. So that's kind of, 
how I've actually been working out over the past handful of years. So for me, it was like, I didn't miss a beat with the quarantine. So you didn't think about adding that to your book of regiment so everybody can get like you? <laughs> well, it's, it's a part of the, it's a part of the practices. Like it's, you know, it's, it talks with uh, body, mind, spirit. So that's an aspect okay. of it. So that's included for sure. Yeah. Okay. And you need yeah. to go ahead and put the, um, the, the meal plan in there. Too, cause, yeah, cause I'm trying Jesus. to get away from carbs, but it's, 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 it's a struggle. It's a struggle every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. One of the reasons why I love pizza. Uh, uh, love exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, what do you, what do you like the most about acting? Uh, I think the, the freedom to play within emotions. Cause my part of my practice is, is, is really understanding the, the true nature of emotions, how they function and how to live in the mastery of them. And I feel like in, in acting, you get to, you have the freedom to play with them and almost without consequence. And, and I say that loosely because there'll be consequences if you're not responsible about it, obviously, right. and professional about it. Um, but that space of being able to tell stories and play with emotions that some emotions I, ha I haven't even felt as much anymore in my life because of the inner work I've done. But mm. because I'm, I'm tapped into knowing how to access emotions immediately, I can bring that to acting and play with it in the freedom of telling a story. And I love that, like the creative ways of tapping into how to convey a message and the interplay with, with characters and, and really, uh, yeah, like that part of just, there's something about the freedom of playing with our emotions in a, in a safe container that's utilized to, to creatively tell a story that I just, I think that's the key. Cause even when I watch movies, I'll look at it from a, you know, like filmmaking standpoint, but I also mm -hmm. still love to dive into the story and let my emotions come up and feel that. And it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. So I think that's the thing that really um, lands for me is the, the emotional play and like the subtle ways of creative expression, like ways that, you could, that it's not just dialogue. You get to play with ways that we actually communicate beyond words. And that stuff mm -hmm. is, is cool to play with too. So those would be like that. I guess that whole kind of frame of reference would be my, my favorite aspect of it. Now, I know you've been acting for a long time. A lot of people that are, you know, new fans of yours probably know you from Sister, but I, I remember waking up, seeing you on everything. I was like, dang, he's doing it. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, dang, okay. Your resume is extensive. People just don't know it yet. Right, they're, they're probably going to know it now because now they're going to research it because of Tyler Perry. Now, with that being said, a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? And I'm getting into acting and stuff as well now, and I've been doing acting classes and I'm nice. loving it, but the hardest part that I've noticed is people are very selfish with their information. And I mean, like selfish, like you, something as simple as how do you get an agent? Or yeah. like, you know, what do you, and this is like, I have no problem with research and I've been in, you know, my own other businesses for over 15 years. So researching is not my issue. It's right. more so knowing what to do and what angle to go. Like, did you have a struggle as far as getting an agent? Or are you just kind of freestyle everything yourself when you started? Um, I kind of freestyled it, honestly. And, and then I, I connected with some people along the way. So when I first got into it, the first two years of being in acting was literally just me on my own. I was researching stuff on the internet and finding independent films that were casting. And okay. like, and, and that was literally how I built up my initial kind of independent film resume is I just and at that time, there was a lot more productions happening in Florida, where now it's kind of dried up with the incentive package. But um, now mm -hmm. that there's so much in Georgia, we just keep pumping work up there. So I'm down to, right, to go right. that way. But uh, when- Did you get a spot up here in Georgia? Uh, no, but I have, a, I have a bunch of friends that up there still in night. So I usually would crash okay. with them because they stay near, some of them stay near the studio. So it's a space to be. Oh. But obviously this last, um, the last 
we were just up there shooting season two, but we were obviously quarantined on set. So we right. just stayed on, on the property um, this time around. Uh, but I have a, a bunch I know of that friends. was dope. Oh, it, was, it was really cool. You know, like it's an interesting yeah. experience all the way around, but it was really dope to stay on the lot. Mm-hmm. And even in like off time, kind of explore it and everything has to offer because you know it's massive. Right. It, was, it was cool. I was so lucky enough. Yeah. I was blessed um, one time to actually do makeup on the set um, for one of the... Actually, I did it for sisters. I didn't get to see you. Oh, but yeah. I, was I like, wasn't around. I remember you sent me the message yeah, and I was like, like oh, dope. But there was no way I was going to get to where you were. <laughs> That was and so I'm cool. Calling, and so I know you know Bridget, Bridget Kreider. She's one of the um, makeup artists there as well. And yeah. then um, it's Rita. So I'm working, but you know, with um, with Bridget. And I'm like, Bridget, where is he? And she's like, I don't know. Do you know how big this lot is? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. It's huge. It's huge. It, man, it is it's the huge. most. Like, people can say what they want to say about Tyler Perry, but when I say just being in the presence of his property just makes you feel like all things are possible. 100%. Like, you can hate on you can say what you want but just from what he has built i can't say nothing negative about him (laughs) yeah and it's and it's been dope and to personally be involved in it now like Mm -hmm. um and i'll i guess i'll finish this thought and i'll still go back to to complete your question but the to be in in it personally now it's like i have a greater a appreciation but a clear understanding on his approach because i remember early on when he first took off like i i was i highly entertained by the movies and all those things and i felt like it was kind of a the same formula and so there's things i enjoyed and some some um projects i didn't but when i met him and got on this project and see the way he works and what he's built it it was like so clear to me oh yeah and and all i felt was just this immense gratitude and inspiration and appreciation for what he's done and what he does as a person because he's he's still very personable considerate of everyone around him and Mm -hmm. and he still works his ass off and he and he's constantly he's a machine with it and so to see and and it's his approach that allowed him to now own the largest studio you know what i mean in the country i'm telling himself like it's just it's dope and then have a solid team so I, i have nothing but respect and appreciation for what he's built and his wherewithal and insight of how to go about building it. Right. Because a lot of people yeah. just see things from the outside in and they don't understand Absolutely. Man. why. When you get in, when you, when you in look at like, like opening the gates of heaven, when you get behind the gates, you're like, <laughs> yo, what is it, this? It, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And it's not only the largest, it's gorgeous. Like, yes. it's beautiful. Even because, you know, being in some of the studios in LA and then being on his, it's just, it's so, and obviously it's new, but the, the, and it used to be a you know the old army base, but it's it's mm-hmm. just so because you know it's Georgia, so it's green and lush, and the, the and the design of the building it's just it's beautiful. So it's it's a really dope experience, and and nothing but respect and love and appreciation of him in the way now, that he I'm, does his thing and the love he has for us. It's been really cool. What I'm amazed about is how fast he works, because I know you've been oh, on yeah. other sets, so you're like, wait a minute, we're done? And you're like, yep. You're like, wait a minute, we we've only been here for a couple hours, like, yeah, and you're done. Yeah, like on the season three, like wait a minute, yeah. how did that man listen? It's like a boot camp. It's like an acting boot camp. You just this go. Machine is not even the like he is Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for <laughs> real, it real, and it's funny because it demands us like get on, you get on your shit because you don't want to be the one that messes up the the flow of energy. So you're like, dude, I gotta get on it. Got no one lines. Gotta get stay atop. And it's right. Yeah, like the rate at which he shoots. I mean, think about it. we we shot in in two weeks. We shot the entire season two. You know what I mean? Like in two of an hour long series, twenty two episodes right you know in two weeks like 
with with a day off and another day that we we were delayed because they were we were waiting for results of testing so like yeah. and really like less than two weeks so it's just it's amazing enjoying this podcast well we appreciate you listening and can't do it without you don't forget to subscribe and tune in every sunday monday and thursday if you want to donate go ahead and do that <laughs> now back to your regular schedule program candy kids tv y'all not to tip the interview <laughs>